Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Frankie San. Welcome to Video and Express on Block Talk Radio. Okay, we have a lot to mention here. Okay, uh, this is the way it goes. I was busy with a lot of different projects working on Hugh Jackman's The Greatest Showman, which is going to come out, I believe, in Christmas time. I'm going to be talking more about uh, background acting um, at the end of the show. Just a, another quick announcement. Uh, the radio show is back on live now. Uh, and it's going to be taking over because it is Friday, uh, April 21st, and we're going live April 22nd on Manhattan Neighborhood Network on Saturdays, 5 p.m. Uh, this is going to be our last show for the spring season. Um, I'll be heading down to Puerto Rico. That's a little theme for the show. Uh, as in Fast Five was filmed in Puerto Rico. Anyway, um, which took the place of Brazil. Like uh, the fate of the Furious, supposed to take place in uh, one, well, one of the major set pieces supposed to take place in New York City, and I actually was from Atlanta. More on that in a second. Anyway, little connections, you know. Um, but hip bone connected to the knee bone, you know what I mean. Uh, I'm heading down to Puerto Rico. It's a, a family situation, so we're not going to be around for May. So we're not going to be around for Gardens of the Galaxy, and we're not going to be around for Pirates of the Caribbean. I should be back in June as far as the live show goes, but this radio show is going to take its place. So as soon as I, um, well, when I'm head down next weekend, I'll be seeing Fate of the Furious again. I'll be seeing it a second time. Yes, I like, I love the uh, picture that much. And just don't mind me, I'm adjusting my headset over here. Um, we're going to be uh, uh, reviewing that tonight without no spoilers, but I'm going to be seeing it again uh, with family. And then right after that, I'm going to be, uh, Reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, I'll be seeing it down there in Paris of the Caribbean. Hopefully, um, I'll be back just in time for uh, Transformers and all that stuff uh, for the you know July 4th weekend. But anyway, so uh, we'll be going, since I'm done with all the all this filming and everything, like the music projects, which I'll get more into it at the end, because I really, really want to get into uh, the movie reviews here of uh, the franchise of you know, Fast and the Furious. Um, the radio show will take over. Uh, so you'll be getting more radio shows. Now, what happened to the website? The website went kaput. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to bring that back. Because a lot of people said, you know, a lot of things that you put on the website is almost the same thing that you put on your blog. So I'm baiting. So I got to decide when I'm down there for about a month uh, when I'm going to continue the website. Um, mainly because they offered me a, a full package uh, deal. And I didn't want that. They went ahead and charged my card, which I was not happy with. Um, that's not a good way of doing business. And then I said, hey, you went ahead and, and charged me for something you're not supposed to do. You cancel the transaction. Well, we're still going to charge you $15 for this transaction anyway. Uh, oh, really? Well, screw you guys. Okay. I'm not going to mention the company, but because they were very good, but uh, something about their accounting I didn't appreciate. So, and a lot of people just said, you know, you got the blog, really don't need the website. So, I, again, I get feedback from you guys. So, all I know is the blog, which is supported by Google, is free. <laughs> The other side will cost me like 90 bucks, and I've been investing a lot in uh, music equipment. So 
uh, the 90 books that can uh, come in handy. So the blog is it, and so is this radio show. When I get back in June or around July 4th weekend, I will let you know what is the, the final outcome of that. But for now, just go to the blog. Where's the blog at, Frank? Very simple. You got to go to Google because the blog is supported by Google. So if you just type in Video Land Express, uh, the blog will show up. Our Godzilla community will show up. And this uh, Block Talk Radio will show up, okay? It's like in the top five. Anyway, so let's go on to other things, okay? Movie reviews, okay. Now, a little bit about the box office. Logan did huge, $600 million. Godzilla, well, excuse me, Godzilla versus King Kong, hopefully will do the same amount as King Kong. Kong made $550 million, okay? Actually, made more money than Godzilla. Godzilla 2014 I'm talking about. Uh, now, there was rumors... And there was little Easter eggs, um, as the guy, I uh, forget his name, the actor, uh, who got stuck in the island, he was the pilot, and they said, you hear that sound? Those are ants, giant ants. So they were mentioning kind of other creatures on the island, but we never got to see them. And the rumor was they're going to go back to Skull Island and do another, like a sequel to, call, um, to King Kong, which maybe he's a, a older and everything. Of course, they had to go back to Skull Island and get King Kong so they can fight Godzilla. But... Uh, basically, what happened just a couple of days ago, they, they decided to have King Kong on TV. And it's from the version, um, from the point of view, should I say, of uh, the girl. She winds up being on Skull Island, and she has this thing with King Kong, you know, like friendship or whatever they call it. I don't know how they're going to do this as a TV series. It really makes no sense. But it's a different timeline. Okay, so, so much for the uh, Skull Island sequel. I guess they just want to get right into King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, but it also had a lot to do with the box office um, because they were looking for about 600, 700 million. If you saw the live shows, that's what they were uh, pointing to. Um, how much money was Godzilla uh, going to make? Now, Logan made over 600 million, but it did not break the 700 million mark, uh, considering Deadpool made over 700 million without playing in China. Okay? Um, so that's that was the reason for the the box office. Now, talk about box office, the fate of the Furious. What's going to happen with that? Um, after this weekend, we're going to find out is everybody going to go back and see it, or the people who didn't want to see it at the first place are going to go see it, and will it break the uh, the one billion dollar mark? Don't forget, Fu- um, Fury Seven had that angle where Paul Walker died, you know, and so that's you know, and people were just kind of curious how they're going to split that up as far as you know, having stand-in, CG. Actually, they had his brothers to come in and finish the scenes. When, um, when he fighting uh, Tony Ja at the end there in the warehouse, that was his, uh, his brother doing those scenes. Okay. Um, because Paul Walker died before they got a chance to do all that. Uh, as a matter of fact, the opening sequence where um, he's talking to um, – Ben Diesel is talking to Paul Walker and his wife – and the bomb goes off. He sees a package on, on, um, on a step stool of the of the of the house, and the bomb goes off. Right? That was Paul Walker's uh, brother doing that. Okay, really quick editing. Because what happened was they went overseas and filmed all the scenes, and they left L.A. for all the sequences that had to do with L.A. and that that explosion, the beginning of the movie of the house exploding. That was like the the last part of filming. 
So that, that so kind of like the film kind of like I had a book in the house exploding to go overseas, all these different places, and then the, uh, went about L.A. and the, the fighting the drone and all that stuff. Well, that was the scenes that you know Paul Walker couldn't do because he passed away, and so they had his brothers uh, come in and fill all that uh, all those scenes. Anyway, uh, will it have the same thing over here? Well, we don't know. That's the whole thing about the box office. Uh, does it have the same impact as uh, five, six, and seven? Mm, Falls slightly short. But let me backtrack a second. Okay. Um, Star Wars, 40th anniversary. Okay. Everybody, we looked at Rogue One, and I said it on my blog. Uh, kind of disappointing because there's no deleted scenes. Um, and if you go to YouTube, Rogue One, deleted scenes, type that in. There's a whole bunch of uh, different people, editors, film fans, and Star Wars fans, and they give all the different versions of, um, you know, of, of all the, the latest things that didn't make it. Uh, I, I put one on my blog, what was that, I think two days ago? Well, actually, just go back to two blogs. I'm doing a blog uh, once a week now, mainly because I was so busy uh, filming and, and the studios and all that stuff. Uh, the blog will be maintaining once a week. So I did a blog uh, yesterday for this week, last week. So just go back to blogs, okay? And there's a link there from a movie review site, Blu-ray review site, and it gives you a link to the actual YouTube video. You, you can find it through that link or you can go to a YouTube video. And it took all the scenes out that was missing from the trailers. Remember the trailer? Uh, she fights um, the TIE fighter and also, oh, I'm just in my headphones. Sorry about that. Okay, um, and she, she fights the TIE fighter, and you see um, the general in white walking on the beach. Okay, those were in the, in the first trailers, and then every other trailer, I, I remember I was asking, why so many trailers? Then we find out they kept on, I thought they were showing more scenes, they were editing all the scenes out. Well, that's what happened, uh, and so they took all those scenes, deleted from the trailer itself, and, and they put a, um, a little montage together. I mean, there's so many different versions of it. All I can say is this. I mean, no photograph errors. Um, there's a book. Uh, what was it? Uh, All the Years in Star Wars. It's a big coffee table book, about 400 pages. In the beginning pages, when George Lucas was first doing Star Wars, A New Hope, uh, he was helping uh, Francis Ford Coppola doing Apocalypse Now. Uh, you know, with ideas and everything like that. And sure enough, George Lucas bowed a lot of this apocalypse now to do for Star Wars. Well, Garth Edwards said himself that one of his main influences to do Rogue One was Apocalypse Now, you know? So he put the, the, the wars in Star Wars. So the final version of the film was not his fault. You know, the studio, you know, didn't anybody read the script? He followed the script good, uh, really good. He did an excellent job of it. Uh, if you go to Rogue One uh, Extras, you see God there as a, as, a, uh, as a young teenager before he became a famous filmmaker, and you see him at um, the location of uh, Uncle Ben, of, of the farm there. And you see pictures of him. So he was a legit Star Wars fan. So, you know, it went to the right person to do uh, the movie. He did an excellent job, and then Disney said, well, let's, uh, let's change this whole thing, okay? So, and then the funny thing about it, not only the the making of it does show one or two glimpses of of them being on the beach, but that whole third act they really dropped it with Tony Gilroy and everybody else helping. All that got deleted. Okay, it's not behind the scenes. 
we, you know, Hawkeye fans, we want to see that other half, okay, somewhere. Disney said it would never happen. Bullshit. They did it with Superman. Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, I just went blank. Uh, the the original uh, director who got fired, Richard Donner, excuse me, Richard Donner, um, he was ready to start uh, Superman 2, and, and he got replaced by Richard Lester. And so we never get to see the full version of Superman 2 uh, until the, the, the director's cut came out. And sure enough, you know Disney, you know they're lying because they're the ones who take all these uh, uh, famous movies like Dumbo, Pinocchio, Snow White, and said, okay, we're going to put, we're going to release this film. The, the special edition, but we're going to put it back in the boats. Hey, look what we found. We're going to re-release these films again in the platinum edition. Oh, we're going to release it again in the diamond edition. How many times they did that with the Lion King? So if anybody's notorious for taking it off the shelf a couple of years and re-releasing it another couple of years later, is Disney. So don't when they think, oh, we're never going to see a, a, a different edition of Rogue One. Yes, we will. They spent too much damn money on this to do a version. One thing I never got to mention. Um, I don't have the credits in front of me. Oh, Michael Kachimbi. Okay, I, I screwed that up. But the um, the composer, he took uh, some of the signature pieces of uh, Jurassic Park, and he wa- went to write the soundtrack for Jurassic World. But he took a lot of the themes that John Williams did it from the original movies, the first trilogy, and he put it them together. He did the same thing with this one. Actually, there was another composer they hired. And what happened was, since they did heavy editing, that composer, forget his name, you can check it on IMDb, he went on, he, he, did, he did the score, I'm done, I'm going on to another movie project. So he couldn't come back. So they asked Michael, you did a great job with uh, Jurassic World, can you come back and do the editing? He only had four weeks to come up with material, songwriting, um, posing, rearranging, and coming with new music and tying John Williams' music together for this movie. I think that would, he should get an Oscar just for that. Okay, uh, and the final thing is, they say Carrie Fisher would not, would not be in, which I think my husband said again, sorry, is um, Carrie Fisher is not going to be in number nine. Billy Lloyd, her daughter, who said uh, uh, Really quick cameo. We've got to look at it in Force Awakens. She's, uh, apparently she got promoted in the movie, and she's going to take over uh, General Leia's uh, part. That's how that falls down. I think many people, uh, there was some big outcry, what it did with Peter Cushing and, and uh, Carrie Fisher, uh, some proposing for Rogue One. I, I mean, it didn't bother me. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, even Martin Scorsese, he wants to make uh, uh, what was the new gangster movie with De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci. They want to make them all young. That's what's going to happen. Uh, they want to continue these things, and they're going to put them like uh, they did with Robert Downey Jr. in the Avengers. They made him, uh, what was it, a Captain America, I think? Uh, Civil War? They made him young? I get confused after a while. But anyway, so with that being said, let's go back. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to have time to talk about the acting thing, but uh, I did three movies um, that – Finally, it's going to come out Saturday Church. Talk about the Nero, Tribeca Festival. Um, I did a movie last summer called Saturday Church about this kid who goes into fantasy uh, because he wants to escape reality. Um, the director personally picked me for the project. Am I going to be seen? I don't know. It's going to premiere this Sunday at the Tribeca Films Festival. Saturday, look it up. Okay, I do, I'm in a special effects sequence. Uh, everybody's waiting for the deuce. 
I did the pilot episode. I don't even know if I'm in there. I heard the, the, that that pilot episode went through a lot of heavy editing. I probably got to edit, edit it out. And there's a new movie. Um, I forget the name of it. Even though I was in it, um, th- there was a scene. Um, we got cut and paste. Um, we were actually standing on uh, sitting on steps on green screen for the greatest showman. And they said, well, we're going to take about, there's about uh, uh, four, eight, 12, so about 20 of us sitting on these green steps and we found out, well, we're going to cut and paste you. And you're going to be in, in, in the crowd. We found that out without the green screen, another computer technology for the movie Megan Levy. is a true story about um, a Marine. She plays a Marine with a, uh, her dog and they go fight the war overseas. And we went in Yankee Stadium. That day was rainy. When it stopped raining, we boom. I got pictures of that. I gotta wait till the movie premieres. I cannot show any pictures until the movie premieres. That's the golden rule. But uh, I got some pictures behind the scene. There is a green screen in the field in Yankee Stadium. Uh, so that's another movie. I don't know if we're gonna be seen because it was cut and paste. But I'll um, I'll keep you noted, and I'll be talking more about the greatest showman down the line. Now, let's go backwards. Furious 8. Not as strong as the other one. Still love it because it talks about family. Had a good ending. Jason Statham steals the movie. Should you go see it? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm a big fan of the movies. Um, two disappointing things. And I'm, I'm just going to go by the trailer. You see Jason in orange. You see Dwayne Johnson in orange. And it looks like they're going to fight each other. They never really fight each other. They break out of jail, supposedly. And... um. So Kurt Russell shows up and says, you guys are going to be working for me. Missed opportunity. As you know, the other films, uh, there was always a mano a mano. Um, as a matter of fact, let's go. Okay. Furious 5, mano a mano. Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel. Um, Furious 6. They're fighting in London. The tubes, they call it. We call it a subway station, but they call it, the London call it the tubes, two fights. Asian guy, Han and Therese, they're fighting this crazy nut job. Michelle Rodriguez is fighting this other chick on, on, on a staircase, okay? Uh, Furious 7, again, another, another fight. Of course, the, the big fight, you have, oh, you got Michelle and Ronda fighting at the, the, uh, the party on Dubai, okay? And, of course, uh, you have... Uh, Jason Statham and Vin Diesel fighting up on, on the rooftop at number seven. Okay, uh, this one is a missed opportunity. That was not New York City. What they did was they hired a second unit to go and film the cars. If you notice, none of them ever stepped out of the cars, and all the time they were in New York City. Okay? Um, because I asked a lot of my fellow background actors, hey, did anybody work in this movie? A couple of union people, and they said, Basically, uh, we were standing around and watching these cars drive by. Never saw any of the actors. All that took place in Atlanta. A big missed opportunity, which I, I can understand because at one point, um, New York City really got tight and just kind of broke down. Listen, uh, no more. At the time, the Vanilla Sky, they, they shut down New York City for about five hours, Times Square, I think like three, four block radius. Uh, I believe it was like a Sunday morning. And uh, they really had big problems with that. And they said, we're never going to do that again. So when you see them in the cars driving through Times Square, okay, those actors are sitting in the cars. They're sitting in the car with green screen behind them. Okay? I know it takes you out of the picture, I know. 
you know, I'm kind of a stickler for that. Some people don't matter to me. You know, if you're going to say you film in city, film in New York City. So when you see the cars going over the bridge, you see the cars going there, that's all second unit. None of the main actors were there. Okay? Uh, and you could, you could tell the difference between New York City and, and Atlanta for crying out loud. Okay? When uh, you, you see it in, in the trailer, a couple of cars surround Vin Diesel's car and, like, they're pulling him apart. They put the cables in his car and they're pulling him apart. Um, again, that was down in Georgia. I mean, you could tell. And as a matter of fact, when the cars, you saw the cars coming out of the buildings, they're being thrown off, like, look, they were thrown out of the building. Uh, there was a video. It's on the internet. You know, just type it in. Um, um, you know, Fade in the Furies, I'll take, put Atlanta, and you'll see the, the, the clip. Those are actual cars are being thrown out of the building, but it was filmed in Atlanta. Okay. As a matter of fact, somebody in my blog uh, wrote, yeah, Frank, uh, I know it was filmed in, in uh, Georgia. Thank you for that. Uh, but the video is out there. Okay. Uh, yes, I got fans who write to me on the, on the blog. You could put an opinion on the blog, by the way. That's, that's fine with me. Uh, why don't you do it on YouTube? Too many idiots out there. What we do tomorrow night's show, I'm going to record it and I post it. I, I, I refuse no comments because I don't have time to go back and delete all that stuff. Okay? Some people like to, you know, they got too much time in their hands and they say, oh, you suck and this sucks and that sucks. The world sucks. I suck. You know what? I got no time for deleting. I'm going to get this radio show on the ground. But anyway, um, you do know. If you go to the blog, there's a link. It goes to our YouTube page where all the shows that we do on Saturdays are going over there. Okay, now, okay, um, and Submarine, Strictly James Bond. And we were saying that a couple of shows ago that that's Strictly James Bond. Well, here's a clue. Um, Furious 6, Tyrese mentions, you know, first we were like, um, we were just caught criminals, and now we're, uh, we're wanting an Interpol, and now we're going international. What are we, James Bond? He mentioned that. And in number seven, he mentions James Bond. First, it was cars, planes, now spaceships. And somebody says, no, that's not spaceships. That's just a drone. It's all, of it, all of it is a, a reference. The writer, I forget his name, he's a big James Bond fan, and it's pretty obvious. I mean, this is what James Bond should have done. I mentioned on my blog, Spectre. I saw that for the third time, and that film really sucks. Who wrote the line, oh, James, cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, the producers who made Spectre were cuckoo in the head. Okay, I can can't believe that they wrote that and put that in the in the script. But anyway, uh, so and there was an article in Variety magazine that the only place that uh, the franchise can go is in outer space. Well, James Bond went in outer space, right? He did it from your um, uh, you only live twice, and then they finally did go to a space station and Moonraker. As far as fresh as it was, but there's a, there's a space station out there, and all you got all these different companies where you can fly around the world for twenty thousand dollars, okay? So that is a reality. So that cannot be too much of a far fetched thing. Um, Jason Statham steals the show. Why? There's a line where he goes to one of the bad guys. It's in the, it's in the trailer. He uh, he does a great body count on a plane. It's part of the story, and he goes to one of the guys. You weren't gonna you weren't gonna you were going to kill a baby? Which is funny because if you see number seven, the best opening of all the, the films, Jason Statham, he goes visit his brother in the hospital and he said, I'll take care of everything, brother. Because the brother's in a coma. And you see, something happens to him, I'll be back. And you see like the doctor and the nurse in the corner, right? It's so scared. Okay, all right. He just, he put the feeling in him. Then he walks out of, uh, out of the hospital room. He's going down the hallway. 
and you see a bunch of SWAT team completely knocked out. Takes the elevator, cleans his glasses, puts his shades on. You see the whole lobby completely destroyed. Takes a grenade, puts it one of the uh, uh, one of the into the SWAT team's uh, hand there, blows up the lobby. He comes out of the lobby, and the whole front of the the hospital, the facade or whatever the entrance, just demolishes behind him. Great opening. So you know he's a cold. Cold-blooded, evil bastard doesn't care about anybody besides his brother, family. But he's the one doing that line. It's like, and you were gonna kill a baby? It's hysterical in this context. If you haven't seen the movie, that's the big, the big punchline at the end of the movie. Uh, would I recommend it? Yes, I'm gonna go see it again. It was one or two disappointments. My favorite is Fast Five because that was filmed in Puerto Rico. That big chase scene at the end when they go into the long highway, the very last. Five minutes where they're in a, a long stretch. The bridge is covered in white. It's like a white bridge. That's an actual bridge in Sound 1 that, uh, that made it was a quicker route to get to the airport. Okay, sorry for the scratching. But anyway, um, so that's an actual a bridge, and they filmed, it, um, they filmed that whole scene. Um, basically, they filmed in different towns because one scene, they, they're going through a town, and you see satellite dishes. Now, Brazil is really poor as broke, okay? And you see all the shacks. So at the beginning of the film, that's Brazil. That is Brazil when they're running on the uh, rooftops, okay? And they're running, and they, they, they jump from one roof to another. Paul Walker and his girlfriend, they run a bunch of shingles right through, right through the floor there. That is Brazil. But when they're running through the trucks, the other chasing where the arrests up, uh, Vindy's uh, and the rock that had the big fight, and the rock says, okay, you're all arrested. Now we're going to take you in the trucks and the convoy, and we're going to go down this hill, and they get ambushed. If you look at it, the, all the houses get satellite dishes. That's one thing about Puerto Ricans. They need the satellite dishes. They can't live without that. They might be poor as broke, but I, I should know because even I got a satellite dish in a family house, okay? So that's the difference there. Fast Five Fast Five is still the best of them. Uh, Fast 6 has the tank highway, and also in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico has the longest runway down in the Bahamas, in that area, Cuba, uh, Santo Domingo, all that. Um, but this F6, Fury 6 or whatever, has the longest runway ever in cinema history, which is hysterical. It's about 10 minutes of this plane trying to get off the ground, okay? So there is the Aguadilla, the, the runway, not San Juan Airport, but there's another airport, Aguadilla. That's the, uh, that's the plane I take. Leaves from JFK, Atlanta, Aguadilla. That has like the longest runway. Uh, um, so that is true. But this runway in F6 has got to be the longest cinema. I mean, nothing, nothing that long exists, okay? Um, but it's still, a, a, it's still a great scene. F7, of course. I didn't like that whole drone thing. I think that was kind of far-fetched, okay? But the bus. The whole chase scene when the planes, uh, the cars fly out of the planes, they land in the mountain, and that whole chase sequence, and of course, Paul Walker's dangling for the bus that's going over the hill, and uh, Michelle Rodriguez um, crosses over. Okay, um, real quick review. Somebody was asking me. Um, yes, she did a movie directed by, oh, what did I do with my clip? Okay, it's called The Assignment directed by Walter Hill, who's also the producer of the uh, Alien movies, uh, directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, he also did uh, the, the Warriors, 
Come out and play, Warriors. Remember that film? Okay, Michelle Rodriguez did a movie called The Assignment, uh, which she plays which she's pl- plays a guy and she gets turned into a woman. Okay, yes, that's her. In the buff, shall we say. Because I love Michelle Rodriguez. So I was really surprised that she would go ahead and do that, especially since uh, she got two movies in the top ten of all time international. She got Avatar and Fast and Furious. I'm surprised she didn't do a film like that. But it's a good, interesting movie. It's a, it's, but, you know, it's kind of like a cult film. Just think of Warriors. It's almost the same style. It's called The Assignment with Michelle Rodriguez. Look it up. Okay. And I was going to give a tribute to uh, um, Kurt Russell, but I'm going to save that for the next show. And I'm going to mention a couple of pictures uh, like Boiler Room and Iron Giant. I'll be talking more about that on the live show, uh, live on MNN Saturdays at 5 p.m. Uh, there's a link for that. If you miss it, it'll be on YouTube. Okay, everybody. Uh, I think I'm done. And I'm, yeah, I think I'm done. I ran out of time. Okay, everybody. I'm out of here. And I'll see you on the live show, and hopefully I'll do another radio show by next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye.